Hello, this is Stephen Traxel, and you are tuned in to Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Hello. Hey, Steve, it's Hank. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. You're, uh, you're live on the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Pleasure to have you on. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. I kind of a great pleasure to be on your show. For sure, for sure, it's an honor. Um, just so you, everyone knows, you're you're a man of many hats. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, a father, a barber, and you're also a pastor. Um, yes, sir. And uh, so that's actually what I wanted to talk to you. The hat I wanted to talk to you about is being a pastor. Sure. Um, and and not just about being a pastor. But I wanted to just talk about religion just in general as well. Thank you. Yeah. Looking forward to it. For sure, for sure. Um, so I guess let's start off. Um, why should people believe? That's a great That's a great question. Why should people believe? I always say, why shouldn't they believe, right? In, in, in the day, in the time we're living in, belief is such a strong part of, of who we are, you know, Um I think people that are don't have a whole lot of hope are people that don't believe in anything, you right. know. And um, someone someone could say, "Well, prove to me there's a God," or how your belief in God. And I'll say, "Well, prove to me that there isn't a God." So that that pendulum can swing both ways. But I I say belief brings hope. And in, in, in a world without a lot of hope right now, I think having a belief in a higher higher power, my personally being Jesus Christ and what He did for me. The fact that I believe in him, the fact that he, I, I know he's still alive, man, it gives me so much hope for the day that we're living in. So I would I would encourage people to, to work on their faith and the importance of that because it just gives you something outside of this, outside the realm we're in. The only part we can see to know there's something higher than that is, is a beautiful thing to think about, think about. For sure, for sure. Um, but. You know, you get you get certain people who just no matter what, and as a matter of fact, uh, you know they cringe. They cringe when they hear anything about religion or or things like that. And yeah. so, why is that? Why do you think some people do cringe when they hear the name Jesus or religion, yeah. for that matter? Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of man-made things have entered into the religious circles. Um, you know, Jesus came down to give us a relationship. You know, gee, in fact, if you, if you look at the word of God, Jesus often talked against the religious leaders because they were so stooped in religion, but they were not willing to have a relationship. So Jesus came to who? He came to ordinary people. He came to people that didn't know the Bible very well. They were just, they just had needs and they were willing to ask him for help. And he came to all those that he, that, that needed help. He came to them. And the Bible says that when he saw them, he had compassion on them. So what we have to look at is is religion should just be a door to get us to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion is not the relationship with God. And, and I'll, I'll talk about your one your, about Jesus in a second. The name of Jesus, how they crazy about that. But let me. I first want to address the, the issue of religion itself. A lot of people have turned religion into their relationship with God. And that's, God said, I don't want that. I don't want your religiosity. I don't want your, your special occasions. I don't want your sacrifice that you're giving me. I simply want you to know who I am. I simply want you to talk to me. 
And I think the, the biggest problem we have is so many religions out there have, have become what, 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 what pleases men more than please God. So what we believe at Grace Upstock Church is I'm all about as, as a pastor, you must have a relationship with God. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what I say as your pastor. It doesn't matter what I preach across the pulpit. That I, I, I believe what I'm preaching is truth. But more importantly, take the Word of God for yourself. Look in the Word of God. The, the, the Word of God is the most beautiful love letter to humanity. It's from God himself to us and, and what he did to redeem us. It's a beautiful story. But what I encourage my people to do is, listen, you've got to learn about God for yourself because God wants a relationship. He doesn't want a new religion. He doesn't want some sort of religious uh, occasions and dinners and services. And although I am a pastor, I do believe in a religion, which is just a, a group of people which have the same beliefs. It's, it's, it's religion. But I think that man, his hands have kind of defiled what God really started as a relationship. And so from there, we see a lot of different religions that teach either teach hate or teach, you know, just crazy things. And, and, and people follow that, but they don't know the God of the beginning of the God who, who, who originated a relationship. Now, Jesus now tell me, let me, let me cut, let me cut you off for one second. I, no, no problem. Why is it that he just doesn't appear then? Why doesn't he make himself known that he's real? And also before you answer that, how do we know that he's not like one of the first celebrities or entrepreneur. You know, this is, we're talking AD here, AD, BC. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, how do you know he wasn't that before we had all these things? Yeah. So you, you said, how did he make it? Why did he make himself known? He did. And if you look at 1 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, God, great is the mystery of God, God was manifest in the flesh. That means God, who was always there in the very beginning, before the worlds were created, before existence was there, God was always present. But God was manifest or became flesh. He became flesh in Jesus Christ so that we might know him. Listen, we, 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 we could never know him in the fullness of his power as being God Almighty. Sure. But he showed himself to us in the form and face of Jesus Christ. Because, because we couldn't go to him... He came down to us, and he became Jesus Christ and died on a cross and gave his life for us. So I do know him. I know him as Jesus Christ, my Savior. So yes, it's, 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 again, it's a beautiful story that was a celebrity. Actually, in his time, people loved him and followed him because of the miracles and the signs that he did. But bro, he died on a cross by himself with only like three or four people around him. I really wouldn't call that a celebrity. I would call that a man that stood for his, his purpose, knew what his plans were, knew what his cause was, knew what, knew what he had to do, and did it, and died on a cross as a common sinner, a common thief, even though he had done nothing So, So wrong. let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Yeah. So why don't we take an average Joe and recreate him? Why, why can't recreate. that be done now in this time and heal the world? Because Jesus wasn't an average Joe. He came okay. in the form of a servant. But he, he they say that he's supposed to come back as a human, though. Well, he was God, well, he was God Almighty wrapped in flesh. And he came to serve humanity. So, so the, the difference, the reason we can't take an average Joe is because every man born of woman is born into sin. Okay, it's, it's our nature. We're naturally going to sin. Right. If someone says they've never sinned before, 
they're lying because everyone has sinned once in their life. They've either told a lie or something. That's why when a child is three or four years old, you tell them, hey, don't don't eat the cook in the cookie jar. And all of a sudden you go into the kitchen and the cookie jar is off. The cookies are gone. You're like, hey, did you eat the cookie jar? And they look at you. They have crumbs all over their face. And they say, no, I didn't eat it. Who taught a kid to do that? Nobody. Right. In our nature as people, because of the sins of Adam and Eve, to sin. That's why... We can't take an average Joe and recreate God because Jesus is the only man that ever lived in our world that never sinned. He was born without sin nature. He didn't have it. He didn't have an earthly father. And if you look at the history, uh, the commentaries will even tell you that the sin that's passed down from generation to generation comes from the father. Well, Jesus didn't have an earthly father like Joseph. He was he was he was uh, the son of God, so he didn't have the same nature. Therefore. We can never take another man and do what Jesus was or become. Does that make sense? Right. But I, I just, I, I guess I'm just having a, and it's not me. I'm, I'm just thinking of yeah. uh, questions that I've heard, you know, sure. and and stuff like that. I may or may not feel this way, you know. Yeah, um, sure, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think that um, it's a touchy subject for so many people. And it's like, it's like, how are you supposed to believe? How do you, how do you believe in such trying times? You know what I'm saying? Like people, when they get something good that happens to them or they get a lump sum of money or something cool happens, they get a great relationship. They're like, thank God. Thank God. Even if they're not a believer, those words come out. But in the misery, in the destruction, in the chaos you don't hear yeah. his name ever. Why? Yeah. Well, and that, and that's, uh, let me let me let me backtrack just a minute because you said talk about the name of Jesus. I have been asked to pray, been asked to pray um, at, at several council meetings mm-hmm. um, for different cities. Yeah. And there's a le- I get a letter. It says before pastor before you come, please remember when you're praying, do not say the name of Jesus. You can say Father or God or Lord, but please do not say the name of Jesus Christ. Isn't that crazy? It so is. Yeah. As a Christian to pray. But I can't pray in Jesus' name. Now, if I were a different religion, I could pray in any God I want to, but I can't say the name of Jesus. And that's because there's power in that name. And, 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 you know, and I believe in spiritual wickedness. I believe there's angels and demons. I believe it. I know it sounds crazy, but I believe there's spirits that we can't even see. I, I think if we could see all the spirits that were out there, we would absolutely go crazy because there's a, ba- there's a battle raging every day for the souls of mankind between good and evil, darkness and light. And so I think that the name of Jesus is so powerful that the enemy can't hate us, can't stop it. So the enemy tries through people to stop hearing the name of Jesus because it was in the name of Jesus that all the healings happened in the New Testament. In fact, back then, thousands of years ago, that they were trying to stop the name of Jesus. They couldn't stand the name of Jesus. It's nothing new. It's the same thing. It's the same spirit coming against that name. And nothing's changed. But now, so I just want to say that, but now let me get back to this that you asked me about trying times. This is how I get through. Man, this is how I get through. Mm-hmm. I get through by having a walk with Jesus Christ every single day. Okay? Now, you've been with friends. You've had Now, you've had friends that call you when they need something. Sure. You have friends that call you because they want to thank you for the gift you gave them. But what is it? How do you feel as a person when your friends call you one if they only need something, or two they call you and say thanks for giving me that thing? You would say, well, I appreciate that, but we're not really friends, right? Your friends call you because they want a, a, a daily relationship with you every day. They call you and say, hey man, what's going on? How are you doing? And 
they share the cares of life with you. They hurt when you hurt. They're happy when you're happy because that's what you call friendship. That's how you walk with somebody. Therefore, you ask, how, do I, how can I walk with God during this miserable time? Facing in the country and in the world. People are dying. How do I do it? I do it because I walk with God in the good days and in the bad days. In the great, in the great days with Jesus, I give him thanks for it. But in the bad days, I say, Lord, it doesn't feel great right now to my flesh. But guess what? I know you're the same yesterday, today, forever. You're always available to me. You've always been there. You've helped me when, when I couldn't help myself. And so it's just a, a casual walk with him every single day. And, and you're right. The same people that thank him for the great money, the, the great money they want or the lottery or whatever, will then curse him for the bad things that happen. They'll say, well, you know, God, I can't believe you you did this to me. And so, and what it is, is they've never developed a relationship every day through prayer, Bible reading, thinking on him. And so that's because, that's why they're so up and down when good things happen or bad things happen. Listen, I, I'm not up and down when good things and bad things happen. I'm the same. Why? Because my feet are planted on Jesus in the good days and the bad days. And if people would learn to generate a relationship with Jesus every day in small little things, they would realize they have much more peace about situations, even when the world seems upside down. Right. Why? Why do we need him, though? Why? Why Jesus? Why that? And why not Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve uh, Cold Steve Austin certainly looks cool, but yeah. Um, so he, he's a great guy to, to root for. But sure. the reason we need Jesus is one: Jesus says, "No man can come to the Father except through me." So one, we need him for our salvation. All right. Uh, you know, Jesus said, "If any man tries to come." to the Father, except through me, he's a thief and a robber. So we have to have Jesus to get to salvation. He is the door. Without him, there is no salvation. He died on the cross. He shed his blood that our sins can be remitted. Without him, we have no salvation. Okay? Next, Jesus dies on the cross. He's in the ground for three days. He comes out of the ground through the power of resurrection. He ascends back to heaven, but he tells his disciples... I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you in a different form. He came back to us through the spirit of the Holy Ghost. So when you hear people talking about, oh, you need the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is moving, that all that is is that's the spirit of Jesus working in our lives. Okay? And so we need his spirit because no, he's no longer just a man walking around the earth. He's now a spirit that indwells us. And that spirit, he says, when you, he says, when you shall, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. What's that mean? The power of the Spirit within us, which is the Spirit of Christ, is the is the is the Spirit that gives us power to be a witness, to be a light, to be hope, to be um, to be a testimony. As bad as the world gets. That spirit of Jesus gives me the ability to have hope, have peace that, 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 that man can't give me, and it gives me the ability to be a witness to him in this day and this time. So that's why I need him. So I feel um, I feel it. Like, I, I feel everything you said. I, I love everything you said. Um, Thank that, you. That's why we're friends. Like, 
I only yeah yeah I don't call you when I need something, <laughs> but right. you know I call you at just those random times. You know, just see how you're doing yeah. and whatnot, and yeah. um, that's been our relationship. And absolutely, you know, you're a great guy. So this is great to hear. I ask these questions because I have friends who are atheists. I have friends who believe. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like. It, and sure. I I listen to both sides of the of the story, you know, of why yeah. one may feel a certain way or or whatnot. Sure. Um, sure. Do you feel that when people talk about religion, that because I because I feel this that when people are speaking religion mm-hmm. and they are practicing their faith, and anyone that I've seen do that. Why does their life seem to crumble? Because a lot of us, they want, we want good things to happen to us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we, we do this or, or whatever. And, and then, but when it comes to faith, every time I've seen somebody follow faith hardcore, there's been nothing but devastation. Why does that happen then? Well, I could, I, I mean, I guess I could swing that both ways because I surround myself with men that are, have great jobs, have great businesses, have great families. And so I could say, I've seen God take people out of the muck and mire. I can see people, I can tell you about people that, that God pulled out of the bar that would get drunk every night, couldn't go home to a family, couldn't, didn't have money in their pocket because they spent so much time at the, at the bar washing away their sorrows or their depression in, in a drink, in alcohol. Amen. So, and, and God actually turned them around and gave them a, a witness put their family back together. So for every person we can say has crumbled, I can also show you every person that, that the Lord's helped and, 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 and you know, the church has been a blessing to, and they've actually turned around and become a great help to the church. You know, I think that's what the church is for. The church is there to help people get through the rough times. And then when they get, get up and get going, then they in turn turn around and help someone that's in need. That's, that's really what it's all about. So, I mean, I guess it could go back to the story of Job in the Bible, the book of Job, you know, there was a conversation in heaven between the devil and God, and God says, have you considered Job? And Job said, oh, you've given so much stuff. If you if you didn't give him all the stuff, he would curse you and you would die. So what happened? The devil touched his, took away his kids, killed his kids, killed his camels, all his animals. Uh, you know, everything Job had, he lost it. So someone from the outside, in fact, three friends came to Job and, and, and heard about his story. They came to help him. When they saw him, they said, Job, you obviously must have done something. You must be a sinner or something, because God wouldn't do it to an innocent person. What did you do wrong, Job? And Job had done nothing wrong. The only thing Job had done was he was an upright man, and there was a conversation between God and the devil. Why did why did God allow that to happen? To prove to the devil that Job was an outstanding man, that he would not curse God in his life. And guess what? Job never did. Job went through the hard times. It seemed like the rug was pulled out from underneath him. His world came crumbling down. But in the end, in the end of Job's story, the Bible says that God healed Job and gave to him double than what he started with. So, so, so let's not look at crumbling as so much being a bad thing, but sometimes maybe God is allowing things to crumble in our life because maybe we're built up on the wrong things. Maybe when you really come to knowledge of Jesus, maybe, maybe, maybe I have my own life plan, but I love Jesus too. So I go to Jesus and say, okay, Lord, this is my life. This is how I got it. I've got it all, all put together exactly how I want it. So here I am. I love you. I'll do whatever you want. Then all of a sudden, the Lord says, but your, your life isn't built on the foundation that I want you to be built on. So what does he do? He allows things to crumble to build us back up again the way he wants us because 
the best that man can do is not good enough when we look at what God wants to do for us. And so I don't always look at crumbling as a bad thing. I look at crumbling as a place for God to restore us, to rebuild us, and to make us the people that he wants us to be. And pain is not always a bad thing. Yeah. It's not always a bad, bad thing. No, for sure. I, um, I was thinking, though, also, how can we, how can we bring him forth if we're always expecting him to prove to us? Okay, say, how can we bring him forth? Say that again. Me, so, so there's this crazy ideal in, in several Christians and, and people's heads that God may come and walk among us and, and let it be known when the trumpets ring. So It, it will. It, he will. It's right. So, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, but a lot of people, a majority of people, I won't say a majority, a good number of people um, want all the time for him to be proven for him to prove his presence. So how can we, uh, how can we bring him forth if we're always expecting him to prove instead of us proving? Well, you know, Jesus said, Jesus said he was the light of the world, but then he looked to us and said, you're the light of the world. He said that we're the light of the world with a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. We're also the salt of the earth. So when Jesus, he left us an example, how we should live and how we should treat others. He went back to heaven. He sent us back his spirit. Now he's telling us, I want you to be what I was to you in the earth. And when we read the scriptures and we see how kind he was and how forgiving he was and what he did for people, he didn't, he didn't back down to sin. He called sin what it was. He was an honest man. You know, he, he, he came against the religious elite. And so he says, I want you to be this in the earth. So I look at that as being, I, I have a responsibility. And my responsibility, I pray this all the time. Lord, if you never touch me one more time, if you never, and I can tell you, I, we don't have time to talk about this, but I can tell you a number of times, huge miracles that God did for me and my family specifically. Sure. That showed that he was, he was there for me. But I say this, God, if you never show yourself to me again, I still believe you and I know you're real because that's the problem. People don't want to live by faith. They want to live by, okay, God, if you if you cause this to happen in my life, I will believe in you. If you cause this, and we're, instead of just believing because of what the Word of God tells us He is, we're looking for outside things to show us these things. And that's why I don't, sir, I don't pray to feel God. I pray because it's the right thing to do. It's communicating with my Father in Heaven. I don't pray for God to give me goosebumps and show me all sorts of crazy spiritual things. I pray <laughs> because it's the right thing to do, right. not, not for feeling. And and that's where real faith comes in, because when you don't feel him, you've got to say, God, I don't feel you, but I know you're there, because your word says, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And if he says that, you got to take him for his word. Right. Uh, lastly, in closing, because I know we're running out of time, um, why, why is it <laughs> that, um, why do we need, why do we need it, though? People have several practices of you know, feeling good and feeling okay with themselves and being able to navigate through life just yep. fine with their own program. Yep. So why yep. do we need yep. uh, even the Bible or the Quran or anything of that nature? Right, right. Because it, it comes down to the fall of man. Okay, mm -hmm. Adam and Eve in the beginning of Genesis fell, they ate the fruit of the tree, and because of their disobedience, the Bible says because of one man, many became sinners. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, they sparked the beginning of sin throughout our earth. It's crazy. They ate the fruit. 
the next the next generation, their two sons, Cain and Abel, Cain killed their son Abel out of out of grief, out of um, jealousy. Talk about how quickly sin takes over. And so from that point forward, all people live under the sin nature. Again, we, it's what we talked about in the beginning. And so because of that, we have to have Jesus rescue us and pull us out of that sin. And the only way that we can be rescued from our sin is not, I can't, I can't do enough good deeds. I can't be a good enough person. My good is not good enough. God's looking for people to be holy and righteous. And the only way I can become holy and righteous is through being washed in his blood. And that's through waters of baptism in Jesus' name. That's through receiving his spirit. So so to, for someone to say, well, if I read a self-help book or a program to make myself a good person, that I would I would reference that back to Genesis chapter 3, two, chapter 2, I'm sorry, when Adam and Eve were caught, they had sinned, God told them not to, so they noticed, hey, man, we're naked. We don't need clothes on. So what's, what's Adam do? Adam sews together fig leaves and makes himself aprons to cover their nakedness because they saw they were naked. What does that mean? That means Adam said, I'll fix my problems myself. I will cover my own shame. And he found out that God says that's not good enough. And so God took animal skins and covered them correctly. Listen, no matter what we do, we cannot get through salvation. We can't find the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says, unless you're born again of the water and the spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Listen, it's all about this. I don't know when God's coming back. I'm not a prophet. I'm not going to prophesy tell you when he's coming back. But I do know there's a heaven and there's a hell. And I'm living my life through Jesus Christ to make sure I make heaven my home. I do not want to go to hell. I want to make sure every morning I get up, Lord, I want my mind to be right. I want my thoughts to be right. I don't want sin to, to encompass my life because I know as easily as, as, as easily as God pulled me out of sin, as a, even as a young child, I can easily go back in those things if I rely on my own righteousness. Because the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. In other words, my goodness, as good as I think I am compared to God's glory, it's dirty, filthy rags. That's why. It's not good enough just to have your own feel-good sessions or your your practices. You must come to the foot of the cross and submit your life to Jesus and let him be the Lord of your life. Amen. Pastor Stephen, everyone, thank you so much, man. You're you're awesome. Thank, you're thank awesome. You. I appreciate you. I count it. I, I know, I, I, um, you know, like some people, when they ask these certain questions, it's very sarcastic mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's not genuine, you know, this and that. And I and I wanted to come from a genuine space and ask you, because I think if, you know, people were educated on it more, they could understand more, not necessarily become sure. believers, but just understand. More, sure. You know, so, sure. So thank you so much. You're so right. You're so right about that. I think what we need to do is learn to talk to people. Yes. We can't say, well, just the Bible says it. So it's to believe it we've got to be able to talk to them explain to them and have a genuine faith if, if i if i really believe what i have and it's real you'll know, you'll know that right it's not a put on it's not a, it's not a sham true you'll feel that from me so we, we as christians just need to be able to learn to talk i'm not i'm not upset of atheists they have a belief for a reason their, their belief is they don't believe so right if we can learn to talk to each other and just as civilized people and try to explain our side that's that's what this world needs. And man, listen, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be part of Nerd Nation. This, you're doing a great thing, and I'm just glad to be part of it. So thanks. Anytime you can have me on, I'd love to be on. 
Oh, man, that means a lot. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate you so much, and I know it's a rough time, but uh, hang in there, and I wish you the best. You too, bud. Thanks so much. God yep. bless you. Take care. God bless. All right. Bye-bye.